Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, hey, friends, Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speak Aloud podcast. Hope you're doing well. We are uh, dropping another bonus episode for you. This is a Facebook Live we did with Terry Brock talking all about virtual speaking. Now, we have had Terry on the podcast recently. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and check that out. Uh, but today we're digging into a little bit more of how does, how does virtual speaking apply to the world we're in right now with the coronavirus and the quarantine, the social distancing. Uh, he also gives us an alternative uh, phrase for social distancing. So a uh, good conversation here with Terry. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Let's uh, jump right in with Terry Brock. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great day. I know we are in some uh, some weird times. We've been doing this daily Facebook Lives, uh, talking with different people in the speaking industry, talking with different speakers. And uh, yesterday we talked with uh, Sean Hanks from uh, Premier Speakers Bureau. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with uh, an event planner who's in the thick of this himself, trying to sort out uh, different events and how this is affecting them. But today we talk, uh, we're talking with my friend Terry Brock uh, from terrybrock.com, and we're going to be digging into uh, virtual speaking. So coincidentally, Incidentally, um, we actually had Terry on the podcast a couple months ago to talk about virtual speaking. And uh, Terry, who knew that a few weeks later that this would become a uh, all the, the the thing that all speakers are talking about. So uh, yep. let's start with this. How has the uh, the past couple of weeks been for you? How are you? Uh, how are you holding up? Oh, doing well. You know, I, you and I were talking before we started recording. Last week was the time when we go, oh my goodness, what is going on here? It's shocking. That's understandable. It's natural that we're going to feel down and that's okay. Process that. This week we're going, okay, hold it. We're going to turn this thing around. We're going to learn. We're going to become better because of it. And actually, Grant, I'm getting work now that I wouldn't have otherwise. People are saying, hey, we need to learn how to use this video stuff. One thing that I train on a lot. And they're saying, we need you to come in and show us how to do it. And by come in, it's come in virtually. I'm staying right here doing the proper quarantine and seclusion. But hey, we've been doing that for a while anyway. So doing well, getting some extra exercise in, taking care of the health. That's most important. Yep. Spiritually, mentally, physically, trying to address all those areas including the socially, just right. doing it a little different than being there face-to-face. -face. Now, you've been in the speaking industry for a long time. I know that you're really active with NSA, the National Speakers Association. Have you seen anything quite like this? Like I think back to, you know, we had 9-11, we had the recession in 2007, 2008 or so, but this seems like a, a different level. What, what, have, what are your thoughts so far? You know, some people say that it was Mark Twain who said that history doesn't rhyme, but it sure does repeat itself. And, uh, or it doesn't repeat itself in rhymes or something like that. But I say, <laughs> yeah, we've seen some things, but nothing comparable to this and each one is different. However, we can learn from that. We can learn a lot from it because we saw what they went through at other times in history, way before we were even around. One of the things, matter of fact, Grant, you'll relate to this, that I find very interesting is people are scared. We're troubled right now. We need help. And I think back in history of the president that we had during the Depression. 
Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. now, he embraced the technology of that day called radio and people would gather around the radio and the president was there himself. He went over the heads of the press largely paper back then. He went over the heads of the press and he talked directly to the American people. I'm thinking, you know, we can do a similar kind of thing today with the technology, the social media have what you're doing, Grant. We can do this now. And so we understand what's going on. We don't have our head in the ground like a bunch of ostriches, but we do see that there are opportunities and now is the time to hustle. Now, I know that you, like we talked about on the podcast, you do a lot of virtual speaking, but did you have a lot of events that uh, have been affected by this in-person events? Uh, and what are you seeing? What are you hearing from, from peers and colleagues? Are you finding that a lot of events have been uh, just straight up canceled? Are you finding a lot have been postponed or rescheduled or what, what do you, how do you kind of see the, the landscape currently? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing with a lot of people, friends uh, that we have together and that I've seen others, uh, a lot of uh, conversations right now going on within the National Speakers Association, lots of different meetings that, yeah, yeah, events have been canceled. And a lot of people who relied on speaking in front of a group of people live, holding a microphone and using that exclusively for business are in trouble. And I think what we've got to do is we've got to change it. You know, I like to talk about us not so much as professional speakers, but I think we need to call ourselves communicators who solve problems. And this is what we have to do. And those watching this, those listening to this and hearing this, Think of yourself as a communicator, someone who can solve problems for the marketplace because the marketplace is hurting right now. What can you do and what could you do out in those skills that you might have that are kind of tangential to what you do? You can beef them up a little bit. You can study a little bit more, maybe even take a course or something like that. What could that be that you can do to better serve your environment right now in this crisis? Now, we're going to get to some questions here about uh, virtual speaking. And so uh, anybody that's watching right now, if you do have questions, go ahead and drop that in the comments and we will uh, we'll pull some of those up. But in the meantime, uh, Terry, I'd be curious for, for people who uh, maybe they had a bunch of events and all of a sudden those events are not happening. And they think they've been hearing a lot of other speakers talking about going to more virtual options. And it's, it's one thing to, uh, you know, to talk through the, that long term, uh, that just being like a part of what it is that you offer. But is there anything that you would recommend to uh for speakers who are thinking through like, okay, I had an event that was coming up on, on April 26th, a month from today, and I'm trying to think through how do I turn that into a virtual opportunity? I'm kind of thinking, trying to think through the logistics of it uh, and whether or not it would make sense. Is there any type of conversation that would make sense to be suggesting a uh, to a, uh, an existing client uh, to yeah. maybe consider a virtual option? Absolutely. Let's say that April 26th day, let's say it's in Vegas. We're getting something hypothetical here. You've got that. What you want to do is get in touch with that meeting planner. Let them know, hey, we understand what's going on. We're supporting you. Yes, it's the law and all that, but it's the right thing to do as well. However, we want to make sure they still get the information. And what I will do is I will be there for you on the 26th, just like we planned. It's going to be virtually. And there, I'll put that in air quotes, means I'm going to do it virtually. And so that means you need to be uh, competent, have the chops to know what it means to present well on video. And it's not just a matter of, well, I've spoken before, I can do it here. Not necessarily, Sparky. I mean, there's a whole different set of skills that you can get, but you can get them. There's a lot of ways you can learn that. Talk to people that are doing it. There's a lot of people that coach on that. I do it. Many people do as well on how to present on video. And I say that's important to learn right now for that April 26th hyper hypothetical event that you were going to do in Vegas and they've canceled it. But now you can still offer it. And if they go, well, we're not going to do that. We want to do something else. You can offer something like, well, then I'll tell you what I could do. I could do a series of these presentations, make it attractive to them financially. 
which means you might do it for your fee, regular fee. You might do it for nothing. It might be something in between. We're going to leave that up to you and the meeting planner to figure out. But find some way you can add value to them. Because think about it. The reason they called you in to speak was because they have a need. There's something that they needed that you were going to be able to help solve by speaking to them in front of that group. What is that problem? What are the other problems that they're running into in that industry, in that organization? Study it, do your research, then come back and provide that value. Something you can do with virtual that we don't do as easily in the real world standing on a stage with a microphone is you could also tap into, let's say, one or two other geniuses who are really good in that area. So you might say, whoa, they got the problem with the Iggy Womps and the Iggy Womps are a real problem in that. Okay, work with me a little bit here. The Iggy Womps, well, what you do is you get Dr. Mary Smith in New York and she is an expert on this. She really knows. And Dr. Sally Johnson over in Seattle also will bring both of them on the screen with you, make it targeted directly toward that organization you were working with and give them a powerful amount of value. And they're going to like that. They're going to like that a lot. They're going to also remember you later. And you're going to be able to do a lot of good by helping them out. Yeah, one thing you touched on there that I really like that we, we've, we've been saying a lot is that a lot of the uh, events that are either canceled or postponed or rescheduled, uh, that just because that has happened doesn't mean that the problem that you were hired to solve for their audience or for that event has suddenly disappeared. That problem still exists. And so you still have a, you have a, a responsibility to try to think through and be creative with what are the other mediums in which you could help still solve that problem. Yeah, it might have been exacerbated now because of the crisis. So it could be that they've got an even bigger problem Well, you got to do your research. So the days of just coming up, standing on the stage, doing your cute little speech that you've rehearsed, looking at yourself as the sage on the stage, Sparky, those days are over. Okay, now it's time to get real. One of the things you you also touched on there is that uh, speaking in front of a live audience, whether that's a you know hundred people or hundreds of people, is very different than in this type of setting. You're sitting in a room by yourself. I'm sitting in a room by myself. Uh, we are looking here at a at a camera. But uh, what are the the things that we need to be aware of and think about in terms of how you know a physical in person event doesn't necessarily translate to how you're presenting uh, in a virtual environment. Yeah, Grant, you raise an excellent question there because that's something that a lot of people deal with. They're looking into, like right now, I'm looking into my webcam and I don't see anyone there. I just see the webcam there. What you've got to envision though in your mind is you've got to see the many people that are out there. But while you're thinking, okay, there could be a lot of people out there, you're making your presentation to one person. That's all that is listening at any time. They're one person. And so you're talking to that person and letting her know, let him know that you're going to be able to help them by doing certain activities. So make it alive, make it fun, and make sure you avoid the terrible B word. Grant, you have to excuse my language here a little bit, but uh, boring. You got to avoid that word and make sure that what you're doing has fun. Share some slides. Go over to a website and kind of demonstrate that or have your keynote or PowerPoint slides that you would put on there and go back and forth. The last thing you want to do, here's a nitty gritty um, principle. Do not have a bunch of slides on the screen going over and over with your voice in the background. And that's all. You want to uh, jazz it up a little bit. Switch it back and forth. You're on the screen. The slides are on the screen. A guest is on the screen. Make sure that you can line up some people that can come in on the screen. If you're using a tool like uh, we're using here uh, with Facebook Live and we're using uh, VidStream, getting a chance to, or StreamYard, excuse me, StreamYard, it has the capability to bring in all these people. So what you can do is you could call someone beforehand. 
let's say you're speaking for the widget industry and you uh, want to bring in some people, contact the meeting planner and say, who would be particularly good that's doing something right right now here in the widget industry that's making this work? Could I talk to that person? Talk to them before, make sure they're comfortable coming on screen so that then you could say, well, if we have any questions, come on. And that person could then come on the screen and ask industry relevant, specific questions that are going to help them. That's how you pack a lot of value in there. And that's how it uh, really doesn't matter whether you're doing it streaming over digital services or if you're standing there on the stage, microphone in hand. Now, one of the things that can be really intimidating for speakers is, you know, we understand uh, when we go speak at a physical in-person event, they hand us a microphone and that's more or less it for the most, for the most part, for most speakers. But when you get to something like this, where there's a lot more technology involved, it can feel a little intimidating. So any technology recommendations as far as camera and microphone and lighting and just some of the different nuance that goes into it on, you know, one extreme, we had um, Vin Zhang on the other day and he has done this like big fancy multi-camera shoot in his garage. Uh, you have that side of it that can be really intimidating. Um, or you, again, you can go to another extreme that's a much, much simpler version of that. Both can be effective, both can work, but any kind of a, like what, what's the one-on-one versions of what we need to be thinking through or, or perhaps tools that we should, we should be considering using? Yeah, these are really important. You want to make sure you've got first and foremost, the most important part of video is audio. Use an external microphone. Notice I'm using one right here. I'm going to even let you see it right there. There it is. I'll take a look at it. You want to make sure the voice comes through. By the way, Grant, how's my voice coming through now? It's lovely. It sounds Good. just fine. I've got a, I've got my own little uh, microphone yeah, here. What kind of well. do you have there? This is the uh, the ATR 2100, 20, right? Yeah, that, uh, like a, like a like a fifty dollar uh, microphone. So I don't know that. And the one that you've got there is probably similar, right? Hundred bucks, fifty, hundred bucks. Yeah, this is uh, the Yeti microphone from Blue Microphones, and it runs. Uh, uh, they, depending on which kind you get, they got a couple of different flavors: seventy-five to one hundred and twenty, hundred thirty dollars or so. However, something that we've noticed in the last few days. Prices have really gone up on video and on cameras on uh, Amazon. Some people say, oh, that's price gouging. No, it's called supply and demand. It's like there's a lot of people that are buying them right now. A lot of people are doing this. So jump in there, but get something. Make sure you got a good microphone. Secondly, make sure your lighting is good. And Grant, how's my lighting coming through right now? It's lovely. I'm ha I'll be honest. I'm having all kinds of issues with mine here. I have this map behind me that yeah. is like a beige color. And so it, it blends in with my head there. Yeah, uh, it does. I got these big windows here. I the blinds are closed. My lights are off. I've got some screens here with some light. So it depends on the time of day. It depends. And it's very bright outside. Uh, so that's causing some issues. So I'm, I'm fiddling with it, but it's not, it's not perfect. But again, I think to your point, it's, you know, be aware of it, do it with excellence and also improve as you go. So each day we've done one of these, uh, I, I know that it's not going to be perfect, but I'd rather, I'd rather do it to the best of my ability, uh, and tweak some of the different variables and see how we can continue, continue to improve. But your lighting's good. You're, you're doing something that I'm not doing. What are you, what are you doing over there? Well, actually what I'm doing right now here, I'm going to get real nitty gritty. Can we get real nitty gritty here? Please. What it is. Yeah. Look, I'm going to take this. I'm using my external webcam. I'm using this for light right now. It's called, that's what it looks like right now in Orlando, Florida, as I look out over the lake. That's yeah. real. And I'm getting that. It just happens to work out for me. But, you know, Grant, at here in Orlando lately, it's been getting dark at night. And, you know, lately it's been doing that. And so I've got some lights here as well. I've got a halogen light here and then a little uh, ringed light that I brought in. And I tested it a lot. So when it's dark, 
Make sure you get it in there and test and do lots of checking on that to see what it's like. Another thing that would be really good to do later on, not right now, but later on, maybe have somebody come in who's a professional who understands it or a local uh, university that might have a junior or senior who's really good majoring in video and knows about lighting. They could come in and for a couple of hours, one to two hours, they could try a couple of new lights, measure it, put it there, and then get it set up for you. So you go, okay, I'm going to put this light here. We put it on the third switch and I put that one over there and I put it on switch number two, et cetera, et cetera. Get it set up so that you can use it. And then all you got to do is you, it's, it's science. You're just writing down, okay, I want this light on that switch. I want that light on that switch. I'm going to sit here. I'll look into it this way. And once you get that, then you're in good shape and it comes across well and it comes across professionally. What about uh, on camera? So we were talking, we were both talking about, we both have webcams right now. We don't have any type of fancy DSLR or anything else there. Any type of uh, webcam you'd recommend? The one I'm using right now, I've used for a long time. It's called the Logitech C, as in Charlie, 920, C920. And it's a great one. Mine is nice. I like it because it's got a real high PF factor paid for. And you know, I've had it for a while. It's good. It works well. They've got another one out called the Brio yeah. at Logitech that I, I'm going to share my, my lusts in, in my heart here. I'm lusting over that one right now. It's a uh, high definition, really nice. Although a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at getting one. They had a, a supply. It was hard to get hold of them. They were selling for like $150. Okay. And I thought, okay, I might get one of those, but I wanted to get it right away. I'll just wait a little bit. Today uh, or yesterday, it was like $499. Wow. So same microphone, but it's hard to get the supplies right now. It's yeah. called supply and demand. This is the real world. Yeah. And we've got to live in the real world, realize, okay, that's a good one. It's got a lot more controls on it. And Terry is lusting over it. And so, But for right now, I'm going to have to yield not to that temptation until that, that price comes down a little bit from that 500 mark. Uh, let me ask you about platforms. Um, Zoom is a common one that people use a lot. I'm, I'm, uh, I know you and I have both done a lot on Zoom. Any other platforms that you'd recommend? I think some of this also kind of depends on the size of the group, you know. So if you have uh, you're doing some type of training or presentation for you know 20, 30, 40 people, Zoom may be fine. Uh, if you get to you know, I don't know a group of 500, um, Zoom I, I, I just don't know it may or may not be uh, as good of an option. So any tools that you would recommend as just good platforms for hosting virtual presentations? First of all, I like your premise and your understanding that just because something works in one case doesn't mean it would work in all of them. However, the wonderful thing about Zoom, it's scalable. You can do it with 500 or 5,000 or 50,000. They've scaled it that way. And so that you can pay a little bit for what they have. Matter of fact, a lot of people are jumping onto Zoom right now. In mm -hmm. the last month, they've had millions and millions of new signups. Most of them go in initially, as I'd recommend, on their free program. Try the free program. If that works, they've got one for, I think, $20 or something a month and U.S. dollars. Very easy. And then they've got some others that cost a little bit more depending on your needs. But find the solution for you. I worked with Skype. Uh, as uh, you know, Grant, I worked with there, was the chief enterprise blogger with them. Lovely, wonderful people. Great company. Really enjoyed it a lot. And that's another tool that people might use. Facebook Live, something we're using right now as we're using and working here. We can go in through StreamYard and go into that as well as go into YouTube or LinkedIn. So find some tools, but don't get overwhelmed with, oh, here's another tool. Oh, here's another tool. Here's another one. Because there's new tools coming out all the time. Find something that will work for you, get really proficient in it, and then use that.
Any other tools or any other recommendations or just tips in general in terms of virtual speaking, do's and don'ts, tools, uh, tips, tricks, anything else that you would you would recommend for us? Yeah, one of the things I'm doing right now, I'm using my MacBook Pro, looking into the webcam here. I also strongly recommend getting, well, matter of fact, you see over there, my iPad, have mm -hmm. an extra device. And I can also use over here on my uh, smartphone. And I've got a Samsung uh, Galaxy Note 10 Plus. I can use that. I can use my iPad. I can use my iPhone. The reason, so this is the real world. Sometimes you're going to have an old whoops. Sometimes there's going to be a technology that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. If you're depending on that technology, if you've got a group of people, 5, 10, 50, 1,000, 100 bazillion people, whatever the number is, they're depending on you. They are going to see you on Tuesday at 3 o'clock and you got to be there. Make sure you've got backup. Don't depend on only one. Hey, your internet might go out. What are you going to do then? Right. Well, good thing to do would be to have strong LTE and the capabilities of a hotspot. So that then if your Wi-Fi goes down, your internet provider, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work at that time when you need it. Be able to have a backup so you can jump over to something else, use LTE. I've got two different carriers with LTE and hotspots so that if I lose my internet provider right now, we're using a Spectrum here in Orlando, I can use that. I can jump over to something else and use my uh, mobile, uh, T-Mobile. And if that doesn't work, I'll jump over and use my Sprint account. Two different phones, two different services. Am I paying a little bit extra? Yeah, it's an insurance policy and it's part of being ready. And I, it increases the odds that I will be able to deliver what I need to deliver when I need to deliver it. One final question for you. Uh, while we are in the thick of this, obviously we are facing a ton of uncertainty in the speaking industry. One of the encouraging things is the speaking industry has been one that has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. It will continue to be around for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not going anywhere. In fact, one of the things I've been saying is that now while we're in quarantine right now, when this is all done, uh, people are going to be craving the human connection even more yeah. so. We want to be around people. A lot of events that were supposed to be happening now are being pushed to later. I think we're going to see a big influx of events happening in the coming yes. months, the second half of the year. Uh, what, what, look into your magic crystal ball. Any uh, words of wisdom for us in the speaking industry? Well, I am not real good at predicting the future. You know, the, I can predict, but I'm not very good at predicting the future. Uh, but I think that there's a lot of good opportunities out there. I think that one thing we're doing right now, we're talking about the social distancing. I would borrow from my buddy, Bruce Turkell, who wrote a piece this last Saturday, I thought really good. It's not really social distancing. You don't want that. You want to have physical mm -hmm. distancing, but social connections. We need that social connections and we're going to do it virtually right now because we want to be safe. We want that physical six foot minimum separation or more. What those really smart people who understand medicine are talking about. We didn't study a whole lot of medicine when I went to business school. So I'm going to rely on what they have to say on that. But I think what we're going to see is a lot of pent up demand. The market has a lot of structure in it right now that's really good. Just a few months ago, we were having record stock market highs, things going really well. And right now, this is an external exogenous, the economists would tell us, exogenous impact on the economy. When we get this taken care of, when, because we will, right. we'll be able to do it. We're going to figure out what to do to avoid it. Smart people are working on vaccines and that. I have great confidence in the, uh, their ability to come up with something. We will come back. So now is the time to get ready. Now's the time to work extra hard. Last week, it was okay. We understand. We we're crying. We we're hurting. And we kind of had to step back and go, oh my goodness, what's happening here? That's understandable. But now 
it's a time to say, okay, hold it. I might not be taking off as much. I might be working a little bit more on the weekends. I'm thinking, okay, I remember from undergrad and grad school when I was going there, there were times when you just work seven days a week, you're going at 18 hours a day. I think right now what our friends over in China do, mm-hmm. in China, people I worked with over there told me they do what's called a 996, nine in the morning till nine at night, six days a week. I remember going up to a friend of mine who was in charge of a conference where I was the MC, and I said, is that really true? Do they do that 996? He goes, well, actually, Terry, we often do 9126. And I thought, oh. oh, my goodness. Well, it's time for us to roll up our sleeves, literally get to work and work a little bit harder and work a whole lot smarter, connecting with people. And like you're doing, Grant, I want to give a shout out to you and what you've done with your book, helping people with some practical step-by-step examples and real world applications for speaking, for connecting with others. And Grant, you continue to do that and be an example and a model to so many of us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Um, one quick question here before we wrap up here. There's a question that came in from Chris. Uh, do these microphones use USB? Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is just a USB. Uh, yeah, this one uses a USB plug-in. Works really well. And uh, Chris, what you might do also here, I'm going to give you a little bonus since you asked the question. One of the things you also might want to get is something like this little lavalier mic. You've seen these. Grant, you mm-hmm. have probably yep. a bazillion yep. of these. You know, we wear these all the time when we're speaking and get one that has... Of course, the eighth inch mini plug here like that, 3.5. And one of these guys, a little adapter that lets you plug it in here like that. Then you plug this into the USB mm-hmm. and you got yourself a real nice microphone that is easy to carry on the road. Remember, Grant, remember long ago when people would get on airplanes and go different places around the world? That was fun. You know? <laughs> I mean, places was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a good place. Well, we're going to do that again sometime. But this is a good little backup to have. And so, Chris, thank you for your uh, question there. All right, Terry. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. If people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, where can we go? Well, the place to go, by the way, those of you that are entrepreneurs, did you notice the subtle way Terry put this in here, (laughs) terrybrock.com. And for those of you listening on audio, that's spelled T-E-R-R-Y and Brock is spelled the right way, B-R-O-C-K. So terrybrock.com and you can reach me there with all the social media contact. And seriously, if you do have a question where I can help you out, by all means, get in touch with me. Let's see what we can do to help you. Sounds good, Terry. We appreciate the time. Thank you, Grant. Have a great day, my man. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Terry Brock. Again, uh, we're trying to bring these uh, Facebook Lives to you uh, as, as many as possible and just trying to help you, give some encouragement, some thoughts, some, some ideas of things that you can be thinking about and strategizing for in your speaking business and perhaps pivots you could make. Uh, so hopefully this is helpful. Also, if you haven't already, definitely check out a the latest edition of The Successful Speaker, Five Steps for Booking Gigs, Getting Paid, Building Your Platform. I say the latest edition. It's the edition, right? There's not edition. Whatever. Go get the book. Uh, We appreciate you being here. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.